that was so good. I wish you could just skate it now. No. With all the knowledge I have. <laughs> hey, we're live. Alright, let's do that. I need to pick a beat. Pick a beat. Throw a beat up on it. Throw a beat up on that bitch. Some beads on that bit. Throw some beads on that bit. I don't think we used this one last week, did we? some dramatic ass music. Just trying to be smooth. Just trying to smooth, be smooth, and just coast through the rest of this series. The rest of this sweep. Just a nice smooth, smooth, smooth action. One, two, three, and four. That's all you need. It's cool. Is the red light on, Blanco? Yes. Okay. Oh, this sounds like it would be a Jedi mind trick. Hmm. It does. Right? Does. I can hear I can hear Vinny Paz's voice right now. Vinny Paz, yeah. Rapping about some deep conspiracy uh -huh. shit. Intro, Bren. I'll lower the beat a little bit. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for lowering that beat. Beat up on that bitch. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Quarterback Factory Show QDFS episode number 51. And I did a lot of thinking about this, and I was going to do some research for the numbers, but I'm going to go with 51, as in the 51 pieces of popcorn that were dumped on Russell Westbrook's head last night. <laughs> <laughs> Little Jar Jar Banks looking mad ass bitch. Fucking Mario Brothers movie Goomba looking motherfucker. Goomba looking motherfucker. Fifth Ninja Brad and Casey here. Fresh off of Haircut Thursday. Yes, that's right. Fresh snaps, son. Come on, man. You get a beat. You got part of a beat with your intro. Beat while I'm getting my haircut. You could have went. Uh, no could have went uh, William Thomas. But William Thomas. Yeah, that was a good one. I had one. Like, I had that, and then I had some other ones. But I thought I'd switch it up in honor of uh, the assault that happened last night. <clears throat> yeah, the poor guy. I hope he's okay. The pop. They get it. 
I hope LeBron is okay. I feel like LeBron is hurt hurt even more than Westbrook is. Like I think so too. Yeah, a colonel got in his eye. Yeah, he was. You see, you see that? You see that meme with LeBron like injured on the ground? It said if <laughs> if somebody would have dumped popcorn on LeBron. <laughs> oh my God! Are you kidding me? He would have slipped up the butter. <laughs> Had a had a kernel lodged in his eye. Episode fifty one, right? Someone poked me in my eye. You can't forget I see, I see three of them out there. I know you weren't done, Brad, but I know we can't miss a person that really was uh, around for for it all, man. So throw out the name. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Carlos Luis. Can't forget bust that out. Oh, man. Wow. That's a bust out. Back there. That's a good one, Dan. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Our main man, Dan Wetzel. With the bust out. Choosh, man. Damn. We love Choosh, I was so man. focused on Goomba. Dan, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Goomba. So focused on Goomba <laughs> that I didn't even think of Choosh. That's a violation on me. That is Total a violation on me. Big violation. Total violation. Oh, You're fired. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Donald. They had a. Uh, I was watching. I was watching a stream on uh, YouTube today, and it's like you can. It was. It's a good quality, man. I was surprised on when you can. Like, I guess they have random games on YouTube, and like, yeah. it was the quality of the stream was excellent. Like, the, it was better than my TV quality. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And then they, they showed Chooch when he caught the uh, the Cincinnati no hitter, and I, that's where I got the number from. I was like, "Oh shit!" Choo choo, love Chooch. Love Chooch. And you know what? Yeah. Chooch is is really like when you think about it, he's uh, kind of a microcosm of everything that's wrong with this Phillies team, man. I'm Chooch. so happy. Chooch, Ryan so Howard, happy. Chase, you know them guys. Homegrown talent, man. Homegrown yeah. talent. Yeah. And, man, and that's no. one thing I fucking hate. Fucking was it? Clentac? Yep. Is he in charge of that shit? Fucking. Dude, the farm system is so, so fucking beat the fuck down. It's like, you're not you're not going to get a solid team in, in years, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame. I don't want to get too much into that bullshit. But what is it? Sucks. Bomb, Hoskins, and Nola are the only three pieces of homegrown talent we have. Yeah. That's that's fucking pathetic, dude. It's pathetic. Everybody else on this team is either a trade or a uh which would we call it, a trade or a free agent signing. It's fucking yep. pathetic. Yep. Can't that's win why Vinny Velasquez is your number one. Get ready for <laughs> an eighty two win season, boys. We're gonna be perfectly mediocre. Win super duper. Okay. Yeah. Super duper. Can't wait for that. Oh. Anyway. So, yeah. Sean's here. Barco's here. Dan's here. Dan, I'm Daniel. Here. Mike's not here. He's in route to the shore. He's running from the COVID crickets. The COVID crickets are the size of the things in a quiet place. That's what he's called. <laughs> Drive it down the street. His name is John Cena. John Cena. Has anyone uh, so, has anyone heard from the cicadas yet? I haven't seen any, but I haven't heard any up here in the northeast. I have a giant fucking tree in my backyard, and I haven't seen a cicada yet. I'm actually shocked. 
Yeah, me either. I have a giant tree that's just poking into my house, like, from the neighbors. Like, what are you doing? It's like one of those scary movies, like last night since we had the thunder and lightning, like, hitting the, hitting the friggin' window. And, like, yeah, I thought it was going to come was, uh... through and... Like, what is it, scary movie when uh, Smokey's doing the Scary one, movie, too. And the tree yeah. comes in and takes them outside or wraps them yeah. up. Oh, my goodness. Hey, oh, what's his name? Shorty. Shorty. His name was Shorty. Shorty. It was Shorty. That's a Smokey. Speaking of that thunderstorm, yeah, Blanco, did your, uh, did your offspring wake up last night in the midst of that thunderstorm? No, nope, I did. did. I did. My dog did. My, my dog wife did. did. Not Riley. Lucky you. Yeah, she's a she's a fucking sleeper. That's beautiful. Good. Don't wake up for shit either. Yours woke up. No. Oh yeah. That thunder was freaking loud, man. Holy shit. Can't even blame her We're for it. We're not used to it, yeah. man. It's like we I, rarely I checked, get it. I checked Riley's camera. I'm, I told Serena, I'm like, yo, check the camera just to see if she like even budged. And she's like, I'm already looking at it. She didn't move at all. I'm like, damn. What the hell? <laughs> Good how's shit. It, how's that possible? Bless that kid's heart. Yeah. I'll be right back. Uh oh. He's got to go get in. He's missed the spot on his <laughs> shape up. <laughs> oh, shit, man. What are you drinking? Just a bluey. Mm. I deserve it. Yeah, you do. Or do. <sighs> get it two, in while you can. 202 and holding. Oh, yeah, nice. 202 in holding. So nice. I, uh, I went back to, uh, what you would call it? I went back to uh, 16 and 8. Mm, Maintain him. No, 18 and 6. Sorry. Yeah. Went back to 18 and 6. 18 and 6 is easy because you, you eat lunch and then you eat dinner. And then you're yeah. done. I was doing 20 and 4 for a while. Yeah. But now I'm back to a. Uh, what would you do? Eat two, eat two quick meals between the four hours? or? Mm-hmm. I was do, like, so I would wake up, go to work. I wouldn't, you know what I mean, eat during the day. I would just straight water. Um, I, I get home like 2.30, have like a, have my peanut butter, chunky, extra chunky peanut butter on Arnold's whole wheat bread, rock out for a little bit, maybe even have like a bowl of, you know what I mean, like some raisin bran or something like that, mm-hmm. and then have dinner by like 5.30, 6 o'clock, and then that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Kind of on the same schedule. Yeah. It's a little bit easier for me because I'm home, but... Yeah. I wish I wasn't on because then I would be able to do like up to like noon. So I just, it's like 10 to 6 for me. I stay in between. Still not bad. Yeah. The, the big key, dude, I've found out is making sure you're really not eating anything like three hours before you go to sleep. That's huge, dude. That's huge because your metabolism like drops big time when you go to sleep because mm-hmm. your body naturally there's something like primordial in us this isn't an intermittent fasting podcast but i mean we might as well just get it in real quick there's (laughs) like something like primordial in your body that's like all right you you, you're asleep you your body temperature naturally drops when you sleep so your metabolism slows all the way down it's storing all that shit I guess it's from the time when we were cavemen and it's like, hey, you don't need to burn these calories. So let's save them for when you're up and hunting fucking woolly mammoth. <laughs> the DNA of our gut has not changed all that much since we were yeah, cavemen. Exactly. So a lot of other things have changed, but not the gut. Not the gut. Other no. than the fact that there's, I was just reading something about the, um, 
the different types of uh, gut bacteria are like dropping off ever since the age of processed food and stuff. We used to have a lot more, a lot more diverse uh, gut flora. Yeah. And it's becoming less diverse nowadays, which is scary. But Which probably has a lot to do with, you know what I mean? Like more issues with like IBS and chronic constipation and people with yeah, meta- metabolic issues. It all starts with the food. Yep. 100%. Everything, everything is fucking processed. Mm-hmm. Everything, like absolutely, it sucks, man. That's, I mean, I try my best to eat as many, like as as much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I. But you still want to live too. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'll eat, I'll eat a fucking buffalo chicken pizza on a, on a cheat day on oh, like. Yeah. I'll have my beer week. You know, I have my beer. Like, There's nothing like, wrong with some indulgences, dude. I've even been telling, like, it's crazy. Cat, you know what I mean? Her and I are both trying to get in a little shape with the wedding and shit. And she, the uh, this last weekend, she was up, um, she was up North Jersey with her family and stuff. Had a couple of drinks with her friend. Had uh, which we would call it. Her and I were just like, screw it. On Sunday when we got home, we grabbed hoagies from Primos for the Sixers game. Mm. She still lost two pounds. I'm like, it, it's, it's not about- a hoagie. It's a Prima, or however fucking what's his name says it. Oh, uh, Cuz. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I love right. it. Oh, wait. Where, where, where's that at? I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to sports. Brandon goes away and we just go on tangents, bro. We talk about everything I know, I but came sports. Back. I, came, I, came, I came on and you're talking, Sean's talking about running from people in Baltimore and almost You know what it is, man? We go. We tip it. We go uh, about seven days without talking to each other's with our voices in our ears in our ear holes. We 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 communicate, you know, on text, but we go seven whole days without talking to each other's ear holes. And here we go. We got to talk to each other. So it's true. <laughs> it's true. You're the only one that keeps us on track. This would just be a complete. We got to remember that we have other ear holes that are listening to us that we can't quite see. Maybe one or two. Well, two, technically. Two ear holes per person. A bunch of ear holes. Guys are just a bunch of ear holes. You know that? That's all our listeners are, a bunch of ear holes. Listen, that ear hole action, you normally got to pay extra for that. So, (laughs) What's that that rap line? Put my dick in your ear and fuck what you heard. (laughs) (laughs) So, back to sports. Yeah, we're talking about sports, like... Sports, good things. Yay, sports. It's in the game. So, I think all I want to talk about tonight I wish I had is... that sound effect. Do it. What's that? EA Sports. EA Sports. So, since last time we were on here, the Sixers started their playoff run against the Washington Wizards. Uh, currently up 2-0 in the series. Game one Sunday, they came out a little rusty first. Maybe a little back and forth. A little shaky here and there, but overall, they won the game. And last night they came out and acted like the one seed that they are, and Washington acted like the eight seed that they are, and they completely dominated the game from start to finish. Did uh, there was a lot of pain on Ben Simmons after Sunday's game. It's only scored six points, but he had fifteen points and he had fifty or fifteen rebounds and fifteen assists, which could generate probably like forty Minimal points out of those fifteen yeah. assists. So. Yeah, some I mean, of those I boards would, were offensive boards. Yeah, so I don't know how many, but more. some of them were that made actual points. Eight offensive, eight offensive rebounds. 
Yeah. So, and I feel like Ben, and then Ben comes out last night, like, with his fucking hair on fire. Like, he had something to prove, like, big time. Like, that one play where Westbrook went down and, and dunked the ball, like, Ben immediately took the ball and yeah. just, you know, gazelled down the other end of the court and dunked it because yeah. he want, cause he could and he had to. You know, he had, a, like, a, like a, a fadeaway jump shot. And I feel like every time he doesn't perform – I feel like he needs something to like push and motivate him into mm-hmm. doing it. There's a cycle. You know, he's got, like he's gotta go over six ago, at the line. The Nets. And he's gotta read social media, what everybody's saying about him, and then he'll come up and do what he did yesterday. Listen, our three our main three combined for sixty two points and none of the three of them played a single minute in the fourth quarter. If we play like that every night, there's not a team that can fucking stop us, dude. And everyone, you know, Ben. I mean, if you look defensively, if you look, Kobe at- should be getting his love. You know, everybody should be getting their love. Tease, twenty minutes, twenty minutes had nine what I like to call stocks, steals, and blocks. Nine. That's uh, how the- good is he, man? Dude, how he, good is he? Defensive? He's defensive. I mean, he's got. He's like a. He's like a gnat. He's yeah. just always there. <laughs> no, he, I mean, he even and frustrates always- Beal. He prefer, I mean, Beal is practically unstoppable, but I, I feel like Beal having 30 points is kind of st- the definition of stopping Beal. You know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't have 40 or 50 points like he easily could. Beal having 30 points and Westbrook pretty much being shit is an excellent defensive game for us. And you look at the you look at the landscape of the playoffs defensively speaking and like, like you just said, Sean, who the fuck's going to stop us if we're, you know, playing Pete, the th- our top three guys are playing at least somewhere near their peak. Mm-hmm. And, and Ben is definitely unstoppable versus the Wizards. Like, they can't, what the fuck are they going to, they can't stop him. He just showed us that last night. Like, he should do that every fucking night against the Wizards. Yep. Definitely against yeah, the Wizards. He should. They aren't but playing defense on him. Why does he need to him. be motivated? Like, You're not going to get me to nominate. You're not going to get 22, 8, and 8 every single night. I mean, it's that's just not how who Ben is as a, as a player. Yeah. But if you can just have that type of aggression, it opens up so much, dude. When you, when you need two defenders to crash on you to stop you from attacking the basket, that means JoJo can kick out a couple feet, you know what I mean, hit that little 10-foot mid-range uh, jumper, which has been – I swear to God, he's hit like 75% of his fucking shots on them this year. That gives Toby, Seth Curry, Danny Green, that gives those guys, uh, which we'll call it, space to to create a space to shoot. That gives Maxi when he's on the floor, space to attack. It's Ben, aggressive Ben is so beneficial to this team. It mean, so beneficial to this team. Mm-hmm. And even if he only gives you, you know, 15 to 18 points, he doesn't need to give you 22, 25. It's great when he does. But even him being that aggressive and giving you 15 to 18 a night opens up the offense so much more. And, I mean, it. remember that series, what was it? It was the Celtics series, our first time in the playoffs. And even the Toronto series, they built a fence. And when Ben would attack, you would have – the center would step up, the wings would just kind of like make a semicircle around him, and they would close off the passing lane. So Ben either has to go right at the center and go in strong and try to get fouled and or make the layup, or he has to kick it out. And when he's trying to kick it out, you have the two wings to either side of him, and there's nowhere to go with the ball, which leads to five turnover games. 
So Ben being willing to put his head down and use that 6'10", 240-pound frame and just fucking dog people, that's it just makes everything work so much better. Everything works. But it depends. It, it depends on what kind of mood he's in because he could do that and then be like, halfway in the air and do a little uh, out because he doesn't want to get fouled because he knows he can't shoot free throws and he gets in his own head and then doesn't do it. So it all depends what Ben you get. Is it Ben Simmons that hey the All Star voting uh, it 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 closes tonight? Oh, it does. Okay, I'm gonna go out and drop 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like oh, these people were talking shit about me that 15 assists and 15 rebounds were good enough in the last game. And guess what? I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna make the offense my bitch and score 22, and then almost be you know two rebounds and two or three assists away from triple double. Yeah, 22, and nine, basically eight. be aggressive bet, mm-hmm. shooting jump shots, shooting fadeaways, shooting little baby hooks in the lane. Mm-hmm. But then he'll be like, "Yeah, I can take this. I can take this one off because I don't give a fuck." Yeah, it's like, that's where he scares me. Yeah. Me, me and Blanca were talking about that before we got on. The exact same thing. Like, what, why? Why is it's he a like cycle? That? Why is know, this cycle like? I don't give a fuck to this today. I did what I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I proved you all wrong that I could do this. Now I don't, I'm just gonna take the day off. Yeah. I don't know why. We don't know why he does that. And like. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what I'm worried it's about because... next. It's kind of like that. It has something to do with Ben and his cycle. You know, we just seen Ben go. He's at that his last game. He's at that cycle where oh, I need to prove myself because everybody's talking shit because I missed his free throws. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So now the next game, what's going to be? By the way, there's it's... no excuse for that. Oh for six, like you're yeah, no doubt. Now, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from his performance that game. He had some really fucking nasty passes that were fucking beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful passes. But you, we know that's normal for him. That's like that's his game. I and expect we, it. we want to see that. And I don't want to. I don't want to like not talk about that. I don't want to not talk about that. But when you miss six fucking free throw free throws, man, they're free throws. They're free. Yeah. Throws. They're called yeah. free. But anyway. Yeah. I, I worry that, you know, I'm a little worried. I'm not too worried because we should fucking dominate Washington. And that's part of my worry. Mm-hmm. We should dominate them these next two games. But I'm worried we might see a Sixers of recent pasts where they don't quite dominate outside of our own arena. And especially given Ben just had his dominating I'll prove you all wrong performance, he doesn't have to have a prove you all wrong Performance again, two in a row. I don't know. Maybe if we talk mad shit on him tonight, and more people talk mad shit on him tonight, he'll and about him not doing two dominant performances in a row. Maybe he'll go out and prove us all wrong. Maybe I could see us dropping. I could see us dropping game three in Washington, like a letdown game after such a dominant performance. I I could. I could genuinely see it. I mean, and with no Westbrook what, all heated up, probably this series ain't going any more than five games. But we could easily lose this one. Yeah. And yeah, I, I yeah. I can I see it too. That. that was what I was going to ask you guys. Do you see a sweep or do you see them dropping one? I mean, if they're going to drop one, yeah, it's probably going to be Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I think just because they're going back home, they probably the chip on the shoulder from getting dominated. Westbrook's heated because, you know, aside from the popcorn incident or the popcorn salt, he, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a competitor, man. He's, he's not going to go out like no bitch either. They like, can say what he want about me, but he's a tough dude. And he's a competitor. He's not going to go down without a fight and neither is Bradley Beal. So I, don't think, I think that they're, com- Oh, I'm sorry. Come here. 
continue on your popcorn. 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 So I just think that if they're going to drop one, it's going to be there coming back to Washington, and they'll have a lot of motivation after what happened. And also, we don't know the the status of Tobias and Curry. Yeah, yeah they, they walked it off and they came back in, but you know as well as I do, Dan, Sean, with Next ankles, day is a different story. Next day is a different story. Oh, yeah. If you, you sleep on that and you wake up, you're like, Oh, yeah, oh, they're shit. feeling it today for sure. Absolutely. Exactly. Maybe it's a good thing so, we got those three days instead of – or the two two extra uh, – an extra day instead <laughs> of going playing every other day. It's another thing Dan and I were talking yeah. about. It's like, why are we? Why do we have the every two days playing, and and other teams are playing every other day? But maybe I think the NBA kind yeah, of. So that's my only that's my like only that. concern with that is if one of them are out for Saturday, uh, I could see them drop in for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, other than that, it, they, they. If I didn't see, I didn't see. I seen like I didn't see him really go down on it bad. It, it, maybe it was me, but yeah. it could have been a lot worse in another angle. But the angle I seen, it didn't look terrible. I'm less concerned about Curry. Toby. Yeah, I'm less concerned about Toby than I am about Seth Curry. Yeah, Seth looks like Curry's looked like it hurt. That it looked did. like it yeah. fucking hurt. Yeah. Like, did he come back in or no? Curry came back onto the bench, but he didn't come back in the game. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's kind of good, you know, if that was a, a a five to seven point game going into the fourth quarter. Toby probably would have went back out there and played, and that would have had a chance of you know aggravating it a little bit more. So yeah. the 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 dominance that we had is uh it was kind of a blessing, a you know. Time to mix it that, up. Just give them a little extra time, you know. Uh, every minute counts when it comes to injuries, especially in the playoffs when you're going to need your guys to run 38 to 40 minutes a game. So uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy that we were able to rest our guys, but I'm more worried about. So to your point, Blanco, I think um, the the one and the two seeds they have they have a little bit bigger of a gap in between games because those series are expected to end in four or five games as opposed mm. to like the three, six, four, five games. So they kind of the NBA doesn't want one team sitting around waiting for you know four or five days in between. You're fucking a smart, man. Yeah, I, I mean the way they. I, How do you know uh, all this shit? I, <laughs> hey, man this big ass head well, empty but space. the rest but it's think of it this way if they it's impressive <laughs> if they sweep and they take if they take it to four games in the in the uh six year sweep and then the last game will be tuesday then they wouldn't play again until possibly like friday yeah, it's saturday monday. it's monday saturday they wouldn't play until june 8th june 8th they would have no. seven days off Holy no shit. <clears throat> no Possibly, well, if they went first if, payday if, at my new job. If the next, if the next, if the Knicks and the Hawks <laughs> go game for game, they could possibly not play until June. But yeah, so if they go to seven, yeah, wow, yeah, so they could possibly. That's a scary proposition. Again, yeah, the rust. Yeah, the rust. Yeah, it's it's terrible. You don't want all that. You know, we saw it in game one. But if they, well, I guess we can afford we can afford bit, some rust against. Uh, a team like the second round team we may face the and next you know, the, yeah. the Wizards probably can't afford that can rust against a Nets or a Bucks. They could take mm-hmm. advantage of that, but still if you got little injuries like the injury like to Curry's ankle or Tobias's ankle or 
and you know the little ticky tack injuries that anybody else on the team has you need that rest true to have them heal so i'd almost rather have them heal up because if you're gonna if you're gonna bounce off two days and you've got two you know ace bandages wrapped angles and then you're gonna go right into the second round and be hobbling around that's susceptible mm-hmm. as much as i want them to keep rolling yeah if they do have any type of injuries they need some rest it was yeah. a talk about Brooklyn having the injuries. Now look at us. We're the one, you know, hoping that it doesn't happen. Hoping it's crazy like minor. Because I tell you what, I tell you what, Curry, we might be able to squeak by with, but if we lose the bias, it's it's oh yeah, good to oh, be real. One hundred percent. I I feel like Corkmaz and Maxi are have shown me enough on offense to where, you know, the two of them combined can kind of take up where, you know, take up some of the points that Tobias gets for us. But as a whole, and I mean, they're both young guys, you know, they're not playoff tested They're, But, or I'm sorry, not, not Tobias Curry. I meant not Toby. Quirk miles and Maxi can kind of fill in the <clears throat> Curry can give us, but Toby, I mean, that's, He's your, he's your, he's your third. Right, without piece, Toby, we and... don't get past Washington, bro. <clears throat> hey, look, shit, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Through the first three quarters of the first game, he carried his Sixers. He was yeah, he unconscious did. out there playing, man. He dropped thirty-seven. Yeah, that's the play- playoff. We definitely lose that game him. without him. Mm-hmm. They said yeah, that was the most points that a Sixer has scored in a playoff game since Iverson in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he's on. He's on a. He's on a list of legends. Yeah. Of Sixers. Yeah. Who have scored that many points in a playoff game, and Iverson is the last on one before Toby. And the the list That's before Iverson is like Doctor J. Uh, yeah, Barkley and like Barkley. Yeah, all the legends you can think of. That's it. <laughs> Toby is now yeah. one of them. <laughs> no, it's super, super impressive. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. super impressive the performance he put down. And I loved like should have been it, an all star man. And that's Kobe, what you're getting it from. Kobe caught so much heat, man, over this off season. They're like, you know, you ship him out for whatever you can. Just try mm-hmm. to get rid of the contract, so you know we can try to fit another max deal in here, whatever the case might be. And I mean, he came to play, dude. He was. I think like a half a percentage point from uh from the line and like a half a percentage point from deep to having a, a, a what you call it a fifty forty ninety season averaging twenty and eight like you average twenty and eight on a fifty forty ninety season that's all star numbers I, those are I mean honestly that's like second that's like second team all NBA type numbers man he had a his contract's worth it now right he had a great fucking yeah season. that's the other thing. So, looking now how the Sixers are currently constructed, are you happy now that they didn't trade away for Lowry or Harden and any of those deals like Dila Maxi, Dila Matisse? Well, with Toby stepping up as the third big, and if this continues throughout the playoffs and we get the championship, motherfucking right? Then hell yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously, if we win I it mean, all. Listen, yeah. if the trade was, if the trade was, uh, Shake or Maxi with Ben and like a first rounder for Harden, I probably still would have taken it, even in retrospect. Even in retrospect, I, I mean, Harden is such a special scorer. He kind of gives us something that we 
if we could have held on to Maxi in that deal because we would still have an elite perimeter defender, or not, why do I keep fucking these names up? Uh, Matisse. If we could have held on to Matisse, we would still have an elite perimeter defender. Um, yeah, uh, and we would have more spacing, uh, more scoring, more ball control ability. I think that we probably would be a better team if we would have traded Ben and Shake for Harden. I think we'd be a better team right now. I, I genuinely do. And, I mean, Ben is – I hope Ben's better. listening to this shit, and I hope he wants to prove us we're all wrong tomorrow. Ben is a I potential mean, uh, defensive player of the year candidate. But so is better. Ben. And it just goes – like, you do that in a second. It's just that there's – just because of Ben and his on and off, man. And it, mm-hmm. if it wasn't like that, maybe maybe we'd be saying different right now. But that trade would just sounds what we need right now. Because we don't know what Ben we're going to get exactly. on Saturday. We could get another 18 to 20 point damn near triple-double. Or we could get – 0 for 6 from the line with, you know what I mean? Yeah. With, with, with zero aggression. Yeah, you're going to get – you could get triple-double Ben or you could get triple-single Ben. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, a, in a close game versus a tough team, Ben, ben. going to the free-throw line is a liability. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, Harden, I, will give you, Harden will give you it all, all four games. You know? My highest level of playing basketball was 16, 17-year-old rec league. Like, literally playing in a rec league with my buddies for the fucking Holy Terrors. And you put me on a fail. You put, you put me on the on the stripe. Holy Terrors, holy shit. Yeah, dude. I'm going to hit six of ten. Same like, drop, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I still have my jersey. Oh, oh, shit. There's a TV outside. There is a TV outside and a ring light. Is that a ring light outside. Is that a new phone? Is that a new phone? Oh, look at that ass. Ooh. Whoa. You must Whoa, work out. Pull over that ass to the Cover your eyes. <laughs> this is a family show. This is family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twerk it on top of that chair. Are you wearing jorts? Are you wearing jorts? You're ready for this. No, it looks like Dickie shorts. Navy shorts or something. Little Dickie Old Navy shorts. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Little Navy shorts. I gotta say, I gotta get me a pair of jorts. There you go. And a fanny pack. <laughs> I wore enough jorts in my life. I don't need to ever wear jorts again. I gotta really yeah, embrace. There's only that. there's only two there's only two kinds of shorts in my world, and that's ball shorts and cargo shorts. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> that is true. I mean. It, and the decision I'm, I, I, when I want to wear shorts, the, the decision I make, which shorts I'm going to wear, is like, do I need to put things in my pockets or nah? Oh, that's. You're going to buy something. No, don't need pockets? All right, ball shorts it is all day. Do I need to put more than just my cell phone in my pockets? All right, I got to wear cargo shorts. Cargo. <laughs> Kat's been, uh, so, been on a backpack type of, uh, she's been on like the backpack purse type trend. So it's excellent. I can wear ball shorts wherever I want. I don't even need pockets. Nice. Really, babe, hold my phone. Babe, can you hold the car keys? Babe, can you hold my wallet? We got Riley's bag too, so that always helps as well. Oh, Riley sure. has a little backpack that we stroll around with. Good stuff. But yeah, I'm the same way. Babe, hold the keys. Hold the keys, please. Thank you. Heavy-ass keys. Just don't carry around a bunch of shit. I think um, for the next quarterback factory show, I'm going to come out in my full Holy Terrors regalia. I'm going to wear my jersey and my shorts, my whole uniform. 
But yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I hit so- Pretty sure I hit sixty percent from the line in fucking. What's your highest? Breakfast. What's your highest level of basketball uh, completed, Brent? I know you played ball in your day. You're a baller. What's the highest level of basketball you played? Organized. Um, I played for like three leagues at one time. There you uh, go. Huh? There you go. So Brent, Brent's hitting at least seventy from the charity strike. Nah, Brent's um, higher than seventy percent from the line. I'm, I've seen that boy shoot. I'm pretty sure Brent's a, a nine for ten on a on an average day. Fifty, forty, ninety club. My uh, no, we did. They did all my. They kept like track and scores and everything for my one season. That was really good, and I think my my free throw percentage was. 87%. There you go. And I averaged uh 21 points. Was this like a was this like a rec league or something or It was uh travel and for the township? Yeah, travel and CYO and for Warminster. And I think I played somewhere else. Travel leagues yeah. were fun. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you, you scored 21 a game? Ben was, ben, yeah. ben was playing was my from uh, Lacey Park. MVP right there. <laughs> yeah, I used to play with those dudes. No joke. Well, your numbers are definitely better than Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can go down to uh, the training facility in Camden and take uh, 100 fail shots a day with Ben Simmons. That's right. What'd you do? Were you shooting guard went... or, or were you, were you point? Uh, two. Makes sense. Two and sometimes, uh, yeah, usually two. And sometimes I would play extremely small forward. <laughs> Tiny forward. Because I was position, always, I just uh, made it up. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a banger. Yeah, the only basketball I played, yeah. the last organized basketball I played was sophomore year in high school. There you go. Oof. And uh, yeah, the week sort of took over and the grades didn't didn't do well so they were like you can't play basketball anymore so all right whatever all right that's fine all right yeah i'd rather smoke weed anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) plus plus i hated organized basketball because i was six foot tall or like five ten at whatever in high school which is the same i am now six foot (laughs) and and um i was like one of the i was like the second tallest person on a team and the only white boy on the team so they just by default put me at like four or five and I'm like, I, and I can't play four or five. I'm going up against dudes who are just like dunking on me and shit. And everybody on my team, black dudes, all, you know, they all played guard or whatever for it while I'm playing either four or five, depending on who's in the lineup, everybody on the, on my starting squad or on my squad. I wasn't a starter, obviously. Um, only white boy in the team. No way I'm not starting. I ain't white chocolate. <laughs> uh, but everybody on the on the squad could like dunk or just almost dunk. And like I could nowhere near dunk. But they got me playing four or five. It was the worst. It was the worst. Organized ball was the worst. I, I did better in the playground with, with homies. Same dudes yeah. I would be balling on the organized court with. We all had fun playing basketball. Yeah, we had like six, five kids on uh, on my rec team. So I was inserted in because there was only eight of us. So I was playing the wing, and I can't shoot worth a shit outside in like 12 feet. I'm pretty much – me and Ben Simmons have the same range. 
me and Benson <laughs> we have the same range. So it was not a good positional fit. Not a not a good positional fit. I was more of a a point forward. Yeah, I wasn't a point, but I was a shooter as well. I, I took pride in my white boy shot. I think I was I almost, a better two or a three. I think I almost fouled out of every game. I just couldn't get out of the football mindset. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. That's kill, great. kill. <laughs> so portables on the fly. <laughs> the so transit. anyway, we. So let me bring us back. So anyway, I think we're all we're all in agreement that the Sixers are going to win this series, whether it's in four or five. Correct. Agreed. Agrees. Agrees. All right. Agrees. So, who, <clears throat> so if we look ahead, not that I want to like really do that because I don't want to be that arrogant, but if we look ahead, who do you guys want to face? Who would you prefer to face in the second round, the Knicks or the Hawks? Me personally, I'd rather face the Knicks because yeah, I. Think that we would probably dominate them too, and honestly, I would love to see the Philly New York yeah. rivalry matchup Absolutely. rekindled. Especially because I don't know if you guys saw last night after they won their first playoff game in the last 13 years, and it's the first time they've sold out the Garden since they had then, a parade. That they were. Cool. Did you see that they were all outside in the streets like they won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Like they were all spitting each other, right? going crazy. All spitting, and they were, and they were chanting, "We won Philly." Good. I didn't see that, but that's awesome. Good. Good. Yeah, I want New York, too. I want New York, and I want to sweep them. Yeah, Julius Randle's a nice player. He's good. He's an all-star. He's a nice player. But Ben will lock him down. And then you got Derrick Rose, who, great story. Honestly, great story. Dude was MVP, went down, might have not have ever played again, came back, and he's really had a resurgence in the latter part of his career. So much respect and to Derrick Rose, but he's not Derrick Rose 2011 MVP on the Bulls. He's 2021 Derrick Rose on the Knicks. Uh, bad things and, happen in Philadelphia. What? I remember why I said bad things happen oh. in Philadelphia. I remember watching that uh, that game. It was against us, game one of the uh, – which we would call it when we beat the Bulls. Yeah. That yeah. was oh, – they, uh, they lost him and they lost uh, – Joe Kandela. Oh, good. Okay, no, yep, yep. So, and I'm not afraid of the Knicks. I think we would definitely take them, and I think that would be a great. I'd like to see somebody try and spit on JoJo. Go ahead, try it. Let's see what happens. Well, no, they have Nerlens Noel is going to lock down JoJo. What are you What are you talking about, man? No, I said I want to see somebody spit on JoJo. Oh yeah, a a fan, dude. See that? They're so they're so fucking. The Knicks, dude, they're all they're almost as corny as the fucking Lakers shit, dude. They all come out like it's the first playoff game in over a decade, and it's just like, oh, here's Spike Lee in the house, and Fifty Cent's here with his girlfriend, and oh, look, it's Sting. Like, who gives a fuck? Oh, and that other redheaded actress was there, Julianne Moore. It's like, oh, oh yeah. you like basketball now? Like, why the fuck are you here? Spike Lee is fucking the great of Toronto for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, listen, I can give it up for I, I can give it up for Spike. I can give it up for Spike Lee. Spike Lee has been a, a diehard yeah, Knicks fan longer than I've been alive, so I'll give it up to him on that. But everybody else, you're just there for a fashion statement, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're allowed to go out. One of my now. favorite moments. One of my favorite moments in NBA playoff history. One of the best series ever was Knicks Pacers, uh, 1997, I think. 
798 around there. I vaguely remember. That's back when I was watching basketball. Yeah, Reggie Miller scored like nine points in 10 seconds. Do you remember that? That happened that more than once, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I was in kindergarten. So, no, my, my memories of kindergarten are very vague. I, I was a fan so, of Reggie Miller. I don't remember the specific game, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure yeah, I watched it. He scored like game. nine points. He scored like nine or ten points in like 15 seconds or something. And I'll never forget, he did it in New York. And the, and the last shot that he hit, they went up. And he literally walked over to Spike Lee, who was riding his ass the whole time. And, he, and they, you saw oh, him, too. Yeah. He walked up to the island where Spike Lee was. And he was like, how you like that shit, bitch? <laughs> Dude, that, I remember now. I remember, I remember, you know, after that happened, I remember seeing the highlights and everything. That was a huge moment. I remember that shit now. Dude, that Spike Lee was is, and then he just there was he a th- shit on Spike Lee and the Knicks at the same time. Dude, there was a thirty for thirty just on that series, and it was like the second round of the playoffs or something. Like it wasn't even to go to like the finals. It was did, like and then they, so did they epic. Beat, there was did the Pacers beat was, us after that, or they did they beat us before that? Because I remember that, that that was the era when we just just could not get past the Pacers in the playoffs. That was a little bit later in the 90s. That was like 98, 99. He scored eight points. We weren't in the playoffs yet. He scored no? eight in eight seconds. That's how crazy it was. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm sorry. This is this is way earlier than I'm thinking. I know we were on Not a trail earlier, for a little bit from like the early 90s nine, to like the late 90s. Score, that's, just, that's insane. From yeah. like when we traded Charles he away hit until AI hit his stole ball. Step back, did another three, and then I think he like stole the ball again and like yep. got two. Something crazy. Yeah. T Max was crazy too. I don't know if it wasn't in the playoffs though. But yeah, he, Tracy McGrath. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Was, that's that's. I, what I, remember. I remember that one. I don't really remember uh, Miller's, but. Can you T-Max believe that we had a deal in place, Larry Hughes and a first say. rounder for Tracy McGrady? <clears throat> And then the story got leaked by Stephen A. Smith, and someone got cold feet and backed out. Should have never had Larry Hughes in the first place. <sighs> True that. Well, the Heat lost. Yep. So their next game is they're they're having two like only a day to rest. So they play Saturday. They're going to be the first team to probably. And yeah, it, they might. So Milwaukee's probably going to have some time off. Heading into the net series. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get what we all think we're, is going to happen. It looks like it's going to be obviously Milwaukee and the and Brooklyn, and then it's going to be the Sixers versus yeah. Atlanta, Nato, and. That's so. fine. Let those let Brooklyn and the Nets beat the living shit out of each other. Yeah, I know. I know. Because you know, you know that that series is going to seven without a doubt. What Milwaukee and uh, the Nets? Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy stuff going on in the West too, man. That's Dallas. What they're doing to the Clippers, man. That's, that's I love it. I fucking love see. it. You know what? Though a small no. part of me wanted to see the Clippers in the finals because I know that we would kick the shit out of them, and I wanted to get that Kawhi revenge. That was my pick. Yeah. Right. I want the Lakers, dude. I want I Lakers would be the best. That would that would just be like the right Eagles now. versus Patriots. It's good oh, for God. basketball, first and foremost. It, it is. It's just good for basketball. Like having 
if we have to go through the if we have to go through the the Knicks, the Nets, and the Lakers to win the you know what I mean to to win the the championship, that's that's just good for the sport, and it's it would feel great to me, you know. How, how does home field work for? Uh, home I want to I want to see uh, I want to see somebody dump popcorn on LeBron. Is Utah, Utah or Phoenix? Or Phoenix win the West, they get the home court advantage. We don't. Everybody else. Anybody else? else? We get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that would be pretty sweet. Say if we beat, so we beat Washington, you know, the rivalry team that is south of us, and then second round we beat New York, rivalry to the north, and then the uh, Eastern Conference Finals take down the Nets. Another rivalry right across the bridge, formerly known as Jersey, and then go to the finals and get revenge on the Lakers. Like I said last week, just be, like the great. just like the Eagles had revenge against uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. revenge again for the Sixers against the Lakers in the championship. Yep, I think a little part of me would feel better playing the Bucks because one, I think we have a better chance to beat the Bucks. And two, I think it's like, you know, it's kind of like the the Eagles thing from a couple of years ago when we won the Super Bowl. You know, like the last time we made the finals, we had to beat, what, the Raptors, the Bucks, and who else? Beat the Pacers. It was Pacers. Yeah, Pacers, we finally Raptors, beat the Pacers. Bucks. Pacers, Bucks, Pacers, Bucks, and then Bucks, Raptors. And the Raptors. Yeah. Vince yeah. Carter. Thanks. We almost would have had the Pacers this year, but yeah, they shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I think that I don't know. I think I think we got the matchup there. I, I just didn't like Indiana at the time, just yeah. how they played us. Like, I no. think, but <clears throat> they were with the whole. Uh, look, honestly, you're not, I'm not being a homer, but who's who's really who's gonna lock down and beat? Who's stopping him? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody on either team. I don't I don't think there's I mean there's nobody really gonna stop Toby anybody. or Ben either. Except I mean Toby listen, and Ben. That's you can put Giannis on Embiid if you want, but then you we're just literally you're taking your best defender out of the per, off of the perimeter and we have enough shooting on this team and scoring in general on this team to where you're gonna make them pay for it. And until further yeah. notice the Bucks are fucking choke artists. Haven't they been owning the I, Nets during the regular season this year? Don't haven't the Bucks been beating the Nets this year a lot? Don't they own this? They've been back and forth. Yeah, but look, don't put it past them, man. I don't be surprised if the Bucks take out the Nets, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I I wouldn't. They're they're a tough matchup for them. They are, and I think like I I don't know if I've said it to you guys, but I know I've said it to some people that Milwaukee's got a lot riding on this whole playoff run Mm -hmm. because they've been the one seed the last two seasons in a row and they haven't even made it to the finals. You know, like I just think that their backs are up against the wall. Giannis is two time MVP hasn't done anything. That whole organization has been, you know, since we started in 2017 going to the playoffs or 2018 going 2017, 2017, 2018 year going to the playoffs. They've been going and, 
they haven't been getting there. All the star power they got, they brought in Drew Holiday and fuck them. Fuck you know, him. I think that fuck their Drew. backs are up against the wall, and they're gonna make a push because if I think if they don't advance far, then I think there's some changes that are gonna come to the they're they're not a big market team you know guys with the culture of the nba how it is guys aren't going to want to stick around a small market team unless they're winning exactly so basically they're going to tank next year because they're going to fucking lose to either the nets or the so does Giannis's uh contract affect them anyway i don't know how it is i'm not sure but I know Giannis got locked up to a max deal, but I mean, all twenty nine other teams. All right, I think basketball. Yeah, he'll he'll ask for uh, he'll demand the trade, and then he'll end up in Brooklyn or the Lakers. Miami. Or L.A. Yeah. I'll be right back. I got to go to the Lakers. Keep on. Does anybody find yeah. it weird that the Sixers aren't more of a destination? You know, like we're uh, we're I know we don't get the best weather, but we're uh, a, a classic. NBA power, you know what I mean? Like we're a, a huge team. It's a great basketball city, top five market, four for four market. You know the sports culture here is excellent. Like, I don't know. I think, I think uh, we. It seems like we always get the the, the end of their prime people too, like yeah. Chris Webber and stuff like that, and that and that's sort of like big dog. Like, come on, man. I mean, we got, uh, what's his name? Who's the general manager? Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman. Who's the general <laughs> Oh, Elton Brand. Uh, UB. Elton Brand. Yeah. Elton Brand. Yeah. We do. We get a lot I, of I just don't, I don't think the, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's almost <laughs> like they're scared to come here because, like, yeah, like California obviously is a huge market out there. The stars and Hollywood and, you know. The sunny weather and the you know big million dollar houses by the ocean and like Florida is the same thing. It's all like weather appealing and great. Yeah. But like New York is it's like New York, LA, Philly, Chicago, like that's but it's always weird, it always seems like it's just like New York or LA. New York or LA. But you would and think that, you know, like the the Bulls and the Sixers are both like storied franchises in huge markets. You would think that you know these guys would be more inclined to to come to places like that. It's crazy. It really is. It's weird. It is. I find it very very weird. But I, I genuinely, I mean, I, I love the way we built this team, and I feel like it would kind of be cheap if we had this type of success with a team built with free agents. You know what I mean? If we put the right pieces in place at yeah. this, this time, like it seems just seems right. We it built it. What we wanted, we needed, we needed the shooters, man, and they got the shooters in there. Just to me, though, I did notice. I don't know if, if it's me, but Embiid's just hanging around the key a little too much for for me. But that's what he does. I don't. I mean, it's not hurting him. It's, it's like it's it's the part of the process, you know. I think it's a product of where of of how this this offense is constructed that Embiid has to hang around the key a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, firstly, you know, when you got a dude that's seven foot one and can hit three pointers at a thirty five percent clip, hey, I mean, I ain't gonna be mad at you for 
it, it takes a toll on your body being down low, banging with these dudes. Yeah. So I don't mind him hanging out around the key a little bit, but also, you know, it's, he kind of has to clear out of the paint a little bit for Ben to be effective. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, same thing, even when he's out there running with the second unit, like in those like swing minutes in between, you know, like the, the first and the second unit, when Maxie's out there, um, when Maxie's out there running the show on offense, Maxie doesn't have a, a reliable outside shot right now. So Maxie's whole game is attacking. Yeah. You know, Ben's a driving kick guy. Maxie's a, a slasher. So Embiid's kind of got to hang out there just as a product of our two primary ball handlers. And they're just that. Yeah, that's a work on his game for Maxie and for that shot. But I have not. His attacking is, is just like a predator on it. I love it. And I love that. I love the fans just giving him the, the cheering just because mm-hmm. I think it's finally we got a first round pick that didn't really take a year. I mean, like this Doc's boy, too. This, you, his Doc's little pride and joy. When you really <laughs> think about it, man, or obviously everyone's going to think about the Markel Fultz and like that fucking debacle. And, you know, the, the Zaire Smith pick was oof, at best, you know, especially when you yeah, figure it out. He's on Washington ahead. right now, isn't he? Yeah. No, that's, that's a oh, different. Ish, that's Ish no, Smith, my bad. Different Smith. former six. Zaire Smith is on Detroit, I think. Yeah. But when you really think about it, man, like, all right. It's, it's hey, hard man, to swallow. Like, if, we, if we get, if somehow we can pull out a championship this year, you gotta think like right now. I mean, Tatum is a fucking amazing basketball player. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking anything away, but this championship might really help that because they haven't done anything yet. They've been to what the oh. Eastern Conference, you know, championship. Yeah. So it's like they really didn't do anything yet. Really crazy. So car. yeah, it's then, someone's fucking alarm going off by me. Alarm going off is. Oh no! I'm saying I see a car outside Bren's window. Dude, it's the fucking quiet place back there, bro. They got him. Nah, if I'm not even so mad about the Tatum uh, Markel Fultz thing because Markel Fultz was a consensus top three pick. It's not like we reached on the guy. I I totally understand that. Um, what really gets me though is that we could have had either Michael Bird, Michael Bridges, or uh, Michael Porter Jr. And we pick Zaire Smith, and that's kind of like a kick in the dick, you know? But I feel like these last two years, you know, without making that trade, uh, without trading Michael Bridges away, we don't have the pick that gets us Tease. And I think something along those lines ended up with the Oklahoma City trade, and we ended up with that pick. So if we sacrifice – What you're saying is we should just trust the process? I guess, Yeah. Uh, if we sacrifice Michael Bridges and we ended up getting Tease and Maxi out of the deal somehow, that's 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 it ain't it ain't too bad, you know. That's a. I, I a, think it's just I think it's just this. They just turned garbage into gold. That's all. As the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing it though, man. The, the Sixers as a whole are the over this course of the the process have been like the antithesis of everything that we've bitched about when it comes to the Phillies and the Eagles and not capitalizing on our, on our draft picks, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you think about between Dario Covington, uh, Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant. um, What the hell is that dude's name? He's on the nets right now. Um, Landry Shamit. Shamalama. 
those guys, TLC, like those type of dudes, we've drafted them. They turned into good players, and we flipped them to help them. Yeah, we thought the quiet place creatures got you. Yeah, but we flipped them and helped to construct the team as it is right now. And we've hit on a couple picks since that point, you know, like with Shake, with Korkmaz, with uh, Maxi, with Tease. And, you know, those guys have all been contributing this season, and that's all homegrown talent, man. You know, grabbing these guys in the late first round and, the you know, in the yeah. outside of the lottery and in the second round that are all contributing, man. And it's, it is really a nice example of how you build a team. This yeah, is – And then, like, I mean, you got some big loot, like, losses that – was it uh, Vucevic from uh, – Yeah. Magic yeah. Now. He was, like, somebody that we had, you know – Christian Wood. His prime, so it's like seemed like he he recently just came out, but it was it, you know like like names like that that the Sixers had, and like you mentioned, all those names you just threw out there. I mean, just not you know released them. They're playing well at other teams, but hey, for the return is bigger than you know what what we gave. So I mean, listen, you know, would I like? I would love to have Dario and TJ McConnell on this team. I think that those two guys would be perfect to round out the to round out the the bench. I think it would be great. But as a whole, you know, those guys helped get us to this point, either by you know trading them or developing them and whatever. So the process worked, man. You know, I I gotta say the the process worked. And it's the it's process not. worked. The process worked, but the process is not a success until they win a championship. I agree. That's I my agree. The process definitely worked, but I wouldn't call it a success quite yet. If yeah, it's we, not a success, it's not a success until you got that trophy. Because people are saying like, "Oh, the process is done because it brought you out of mediocrity from being a seven eight seed or in limbo or sucking." I'm like, no. That's mm-hmm. that's being satisfied with satisfactory. Well, the so, process like, is the process is supposed to set us up for that success, and I think right. what you're saying to that point, I think the process did that successfully. Mm-hmm. And if we don't capitalize on that, I don't know. I guess we I can't really say you can't really say the process was a failure because it did what it's supposed yeah. to do. It you did. brought the talent here. That you need yeah. to. No, it's not, it wasn't move. a failure, but it's not a success until they win a championship. In my right. Listen, I overall at, success. Yeah, the team. At my formative, overall. my formative years of you know, we are a football first podcast. To my formative years of the Eagles were fucking dreadful, and then when I came into my adolescence and I was able to watch those teams, those those early two thousands teams. I look back on them fond, but those are also my first experiences with heartbreak. And I would kind of feel the same way with the the Sixers, you know? It was a painful struggle of of bad to mediocre, and a couple things broke our way, and we acquired the talent. And, you know, if, if you know, five to ten years from now, I might look back at this window fondly, you know, we have – a couple years of really fun teams, deep playoff runs. But if we don't get that ring, what does it really matter? You know, it was a fun time and that's it. It was a fun time. We didn't get the, that's what the early two, that's what the early 2000s were the Eagles. Mm -hmm. You got to look at the, you have to say, he, he brought, he brought a, he brought 
he changed this city for the better. The Andy yeah. Reid era. Yeah. Didn't get that ring, but he brought a he brought a winning, brought a winning success. Culture. Yes, that culture to the city that got spoiled us a little bit, got us used to getting deep, getting that deep. Because like you, you grew up, you didn't quite watch the Buddy era like I did in my formative no, years. No, yeah, my and first. So my formative years were the Buddy era, and it, like the Buddy era was like this close to being almost successful. Mm-hmm. You know, close to no cigar. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like. My so, first memories of the Eagles are Ricky Waters and fucking Rodney Pete. So it's like when I first oh yeah, I those days. realized, you know what I mean, that I liked football, the team was fucking dreadful. And the dark then ages, it, was called. it was the dark, dark ages. And then I f- came into my own as a fan of the game as the, you know, I started building my love and my fandom as the Eagles were building their team. So, you know, it's, I, I understood what the bad was. I understood what the good was. But until a couple years ago, I didn't appreciate that 2001 to 2008 run. Hey, you know, you came up in the Dawkins era, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, it was. It, it's a privilege to be yeah, able the, to. The Buddy team was a fun, fun team to grow up and watch in, in your formative years. When you, you know, it wasn't re- back then for me. It wasn't really about like playoffs, championships. It was about the fun. You know, oh, I want to wear the Eagles uniform and the helmet, and I watched their rap video and watched them play and yeah. love these players. You know, watch Randall do his thing on the field. You know, it was, that was a fun team to watch in, in the beginning years oh, wow. as a youngster. Uh, but I can say I can see what you're saying. The the Rodney Pete Dark Ages are not quite as fun <laughs> as anything oh. from the Buddy era yeah. to the Andy era. And that was, you know, that was the, the most... 97, 98, 99, you know, me being five, six, seven years old, really starting to we grasp the, football. We that were the Browns, was, bro. We were the yeah. Browns. In my like the that was like the Sixers, um, of like 2011, 2012. They were just bad. They mm-hmm. were bad. And then, you know, you had the, those two years of building this team from the Eagles or the three years of building the Sixers where it's like you can see the potential, you can see what's happening, and mm-hmm. now you're like, all right, we're, we're getting – we're paying off dividends. But it really doesn't fucking matter because, you know yeah. – if the Sixers go to have six straight playoff appearances and they don't win a championship, then it's all for naught. From yeah. 2001 to 2008, the Eagles went to five, four NFC championship games and only five, 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 five NFC championship games from 01 to, to 08 and didn't win a Super Bowl. So it's like, if we don't win that ultimate glory, man, it's still, it's, it's going to be a lot be of fun, fun, but. But it ain't gonna. It, it ain't gonna be it. I think too for me. The best part about the best part about the Rodney Pete era was that he was married to Holly Robinson Pete from Hang with Mr. Cooper, and <laughs> she came to a lot of games. <laughs> she was hot. I think they're still married too. Oh, Anthony Davis just broke his nose. Really? That's <laughs> That's good. I, you know what? Yeah, as good as I want to beat wow. the Lakers, I would love to see the Suns win, man. I've always kind of had a little bit oh, of an affinity for the Suns. I mean, one absolutely. fuck Bron, fuck Bron, but I like Devin Booker. I like Chris Paul. I've, you know what I mean. I, 
really, really liked those uh, when the Sixers were just super mediocre fighting for a seven seed. Those Suns teams out west with Steve Nash and Sean Marion and Amari were so fun to watch. You know what I mean? So I've I've always kind of liked the Suns. I've always had a soft spot for them. Yeah, I love. I I hate the Lakers. It was good. Everybody, a lot more likable superstars back in the day. That's what helped, I guess, in the Rodney Pete era for me. Like the the nineties. Like I was just, you know, I wasn't like you know that old either. And it was like. I mean, you had, like, Griffey, and then you had Frank Thomas to, like, and then I know it's not football, but you're that, you just had likable superstars during that era, too. It's yeah. Just, it was great. Yeah. So, the, it was fun. Had the Bash brothers. Uh, Blanco, my earliest memories were the Buddy eras and with Reggie and Jerome Brown and Eric Allen and Randall. And that must have been a that. privilege to watch that defense, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's insane. It's it was like I didn't, I didn't know. Yep. I didn't know how great what greatness I was watching until I got older. Yeah. You know, like I would go like I would watch it with my brother and my parents and or my dad, and then like <clears throat> sometimes like like Christmas or Thanksgiving when we would go to like my grandparents down the city, like it's all they were watching. And I was like little, so I was like watching. I was like, oh, this is great, you know, mm-hmm. but. I didn't know what greatness I was really watching because I was so young, but I was still into it, but I didn't get it. But now I do. Yeah. Same. I, dude, it was me and my dad. It's me and my dad. My dad would dress me up in the in the Eagles uniform with the shoulder pads and helmet and everything that I had that I loved every Sunday. That and, uh, D-line, just... dude. Like, you got Clyde Simmons, Mike Golick, Jerome Brown, and Reggie White. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there, <laughs> yeah. there isn't a defense. Well, I'll never forget. Never forget, I was in that compares. I was in second grade, and I I was in second grade, and for Halloween I went out as an Eagles player, <laughs> and I got I had the I had the shoulder pads, the jersey, the helmet, everything like every so, head to toe. I that was, was just a regular Sunday for, for me, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wore that shit every weekend from like the the nineties with like Randall getting hurt, and that year was just like Eagles would have won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, what yeah. is what is the injury like? I watched that game at the Shore House. What injury really like would you <laughs> say? Started. That's where it started. I always thought that Chad Lewis's breaking his ankle against Atlanta was really like, even though they only lost to a field goal to, to the, the Cheaterits, but uh, that would be that was one that I thought if Chad Lewis was in that yeah. game in the Super Bowl. So what do you what do you guys think? What's your injury besides Randall, obviously? If he was, if he never friggin' broke his damn underbody, he would have been, you know, who knows what that that year would have been. So all time devastating injury. Yeah, that really just. Ryan Howard, in the NLCS or NLDS. One bloody nil. Like you literally watched a a dynasty collapse, Mm -hmm. like in real time. Dynasty die right there. Like in real time, like. You just you watched it happen, and it was like holy shit, dude. And I kind of knew. I think everyone kind of knew that that was it, man. That was the end of the run, and it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. I think I I personally can't think of anything else. It makes sense. It makes sense because I mean, if you look if you look at the Randall injury, or if you look at the the Chad Lewis injuries, it's like those are like what could have been 
maybe that could have sprung into a dynasty. Who knows? But the Phillies were like already like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is going to be dominating team for a while now. Yeah, then, five, five, uh, five division titles, two pennants in a World Series in that run. And when he tore his Achilles, it was all over. And just like I knew it. I was sitting at my – we were at my buddy's house, and he had, like, the, the TV outside, and we were just having a little bonfire, drinking beers and stuff. And it was just, like, dead silence for, like, 15 minutes after that happened. We're like, Jesus fucking Christ. I think we just all kind of knew. I watched that. I watched that all at the Fridays on Easton Road. Oh, I thought you were going to say at the Shorehouse. That. <laughs> huh? I thought you were going to say at the Shorehouse. I thought you were going to elaborately come around right to the Shorehouse. <laughs> no, I've I, I come to the Shorehouse and Fridays are not good places to watch. Like Donovan like McNabb's injury. <laughs> and then Jeff. No, Jeff actually, no. <laughs> so the Fridays. The Fridays on at on Easton Road, I watched one bloody nil, Ryan Howard getting hurt. Um, I watched the Eagles lose the last game at Veterans Stadium in the NFC Championship game, uh, and I watched Terrell Owens break his ankle in the 04 run oh, at the God. Fridays. There's an injury for a while. Get to that Fridays. For a while, Big Joe's uh, the, from the, Big Joe's house. Fridays is Friday. It got it got removed. No longer Fridays. That's good. That's good. Yeah, here's, here's an injury question for you. What if McNabb never gets gets injured and Jeff Garcia never takes us through the playoffs? Jeff Garcia, motherfucker, never makes that run to the playoffs. Dude, how far do we get in the playoffs? <laughs> See, that wasn't Jeff Garcia's fault. That game, and you know what? That kind of brings me to a uh, a non Philadelphia watching a career end. That fucking game against the Saints, Sheldon Brown single-handedly derailed Reggie Bush's career. Dude, we all thought yeah, never we're gonna win this that. fucking game. Dude, as soon as I, that happened, and then our fucking hearts just got ripped out of our. Reggie game. Bush had like fourteen hundred Westbrook yards. jersey, Dan. He like Reggie Bush was insane his rookie year. I think he had like fourteen hundred total yards and like twelve touchdowns his rookie year, and Sheldon Brown changed that man's whole career. Yeah, he did. He yeah. was never the same after that. He still has a Twitch when I see him on NFL Network. He still. <laughs> I'm a. I was a huge, huge Reggie Bush fan, like just absolutely because seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. I really started getting into college football, and Reggie Bush was the fucking man. You know what I mean? Like he was a he was a video game character, and I was like, holy shit, dude. Just watching that happen, I was like, "Whoa!" Dude, that is to this day that that is the cleanest, most like lethal Perfect. hit I've ever seen in my life. That was the cleanest fucking hit and most like, "Oh my god, is he okay?" No injury, <laughs> just permanently damaged, mentally and yep. like emotionally. <laughs> I've, yeah, to this day, I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen thousands of highlights, watched thousands of football games, and I've never seen a hit like that. Seen just plenty of dirty hits, ter- so craziest form. that were like borderline no. illegal. That hit was so definitely clean. like so form. Yeah, I, I think that 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 there wouldn't be a flag on that hit today in the, in the, today's NFL. No, I mean the ball was in his hands. Yeah, he was yeah. catching it in the backfield. Clean so he's shoulder not to the fucking here. abdomen. Perfect. Yeah. I Perfect. was watching. I was watching Head something up, yesterday. Squat, run through. I was watching something yesterday, and it was. 
seventies or seven or nineteen eighty uh, intro to NFL this week, and it was like the montage highlights in the beginning, and every single play was the penalty today. <laughs> it was like slow motion of like guys like totally getting face masks and drugged to the ground, and like the one guy was suplexed. <laughs> The other guy was on the ground. And they physically they they showed the guy running over him with the ball and such a stomping on his back and then keep him running. They're no, like, "Welcome to NFL this week." Yo, I I have one real quick. Whenever you guys are ready, please. Ready. Okay. Yo, I forgot all about this. I had to look it up. Brian Westbrook tears his tricep in the final regular season game in two thousand three. Holy shit! Imagine having him uh, for that call. That, that's and they just sputtered. Right. Donovan wasn't Damn. doing shit in that fucking game against the Panthers. Ricky, I still have flashbacks of Ricky Manning. Ugh. <laughs> Eric Lindros is one. I remember that one too. Flaps the long. Oh yeah, Lindros getting concussed. That's huge. That was one of the ones I was <laughs> going to say, but like Lindros, that's like what was that? Maybe ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand. That's a vague memory for me. Was that from Scott Stevens? Or am I thinking of something else? Is that when he got wrecked by Stevens? That yeah, season. When he got wrecked lost- Stevens and just fucking knocked out and concussed. We walked in the, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals that season. Me and Brendan were on a plane circling fucking Atlantic City. And we touched down and we found out that the, the Flyers lost, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And one of those, if they, 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 they we're all gonna Jersey, die. We were gonna die. Up the year too, just similar to all this. We always play that team that wins it that year, like mm-hmm. when we lose, and we, we're always like, like the Raiders. We would have destroyed the we would have destroyed the Raiders. Absolutely, Eagles. absolutely, it's crazy man. Just the, just our lucks yeah. in the year two thousands, and man, and that's and that's. And that's why we dump popcorn on people. <laughs> and that's the way. That's the way. The way we are now. And that's the way the popcorn pops here in Philadelphia. I think we. This is something we need to touch on for a second before we wrap the show up. Is this whole popcorn incident? Oh yeah. Fuck, fuck Russell Westbrook. Yes. I'm not gonna say I didn't laugh. Me and Cat were cracking up because he's just a jerk off. First but, off, it looked like the the popcorn didn't even touch. Yeah. Like, but it's like if, if not like if it was like a soda, like you like you're getting wet and you're getting yeah. sticky. Like, but it was popcorn. It's it, it it can't hurt anybody. It's it's like yellow snowflakes. The second, well, the yellow <laughs> snow. Yellow snow is way worse than popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I as That's soon as that happened. That was a bad analogy. Before even knowing, like before, like the the fan spitting on Trey Young thing even happened, I said to myself when I was like, someone could literally get fucking stabbed in another sporting event tonight, and this is going to be the lead story. Mm-hmm. It was. And that guy got that guy that was beating the shit out of the other guy with his little girl yeah. sitting there crying. Yeah, that dude was. You saw from that other angle, he was bleeding. He was gushing he blood. Was like, it, no, he was pounding on him gushing fucking blood dude and it's like yeah so even but if, that, if that was yeah a part of me if that was at the phillies game oh god yeah and yeah, dodgers dodgers fans are known for that though they're they like they always mm-hmm. fist fighting 
They're always getting caught on tape fist fighting, Someone but nobody got, fucking cares. Dude, Someone got fucking stabbed to death at Dodger Stadium like five years ago. Mm-hmm. But people still talk about throwing snowballs at fucking Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And batteries. Because it's just yeah, listening to batteries. Yeah, I was reading an article, I was, I was reading an article today about the, uh, the, broad, the Washington Wizards broadcast and how they literally were saying that. During the broad, the Wizards broadcast, the guy's like, "These people throw batteries at Santa." It's like I'll yeah. add that to the long list of every right. single broadcaster who brings that up every time something little happens in Philadelphia. It's, Bad things happen in Philadelphia. I get, you know, your your reputation proceeds. We need to build a wall around Philadelphia. Yeah, the seven hundred level, the the Broad Street Bullies, the ninety three Phillies team. The early 2000s and early 90s defenses of the Eagles, we built our, our Rocky, all of it. We built our whole persona as a city around being tough, around being just brutes. If we're not, if we can't beat you, we're gonna beat you up type of mentality. I love but that. yeah, if we can't beat if we you, can't beat you, we're gonna beat you. Beat you. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, you're getting your ass beat. You're gonna get shot now because it's that's, dude. You're getting ridiculous out here. It's. I can't condone somebody no. doing it. Like, throw, you shouldn't throw shit at somebody. If someone... Oh, uh, yes, you know, full disclosure. I don't care if it's a fucking ball of wadded up paper or a fucking glass bottle. You shouldn't throw shit at people. Oh, yeah. You know? It, it, those are, I mean... You're, you're, you're a special kind of dickhead to do some shit like that. Yeah, you're yeah. looking for a fight, dude. If you do that to somebody on the street, you better do, throw your fucking hands up. But... It's like, dude, it's fucking popcorn. And when you look at the incident that happened at the Dodger Stadium and you look at somebody literally spitting on another human being in a fucking... You better take a COVID test. In a fucking pandemic, you're spitting on another human being and a dude getting hit with a couple kernels of fucking popcorn is the lead story. It's, we're suckers for, we're just suckers as a city because we do shit and it just sets us up for fucking this reputation to continue. And people will talk about this for another 10 years, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's like, uh, full disclosure, we here at the quarterback factory show do not condone or support throwing of any no, edible no, we do not. at any professional player or athlete or pandemic. If that food is edible, it should be consumed. Yeah. But it's, Unless you're throwing a beer at your Super Bowl winning coach and he catches it and drinks it. That's yeah. true. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like the fact that you know you're not honestly, away, it's ridiculous. It, it, honestly, what it is is that everybody, there's like fans in the city are divided. So you have the old, old school guys who are just like, oh, why isn't Embiid in the post? And why isn't, you know, he posting up? And why isn't Ben Simmons shooting? And, you know, then there's the, Basically, there's the one habit of cities that's like, yeah, we still want to be tough Philadelphia. We still want to be who we are, but it's not what it used to be. So you kind of have to adjust with the times. So now there's these young cats coming up that are like, oh, we have this reputation of being from Philly. So we got to be idiots. We got to run on the field. We got to throw popcorn at these guys because this is what we saw like our quote unquote forefathers do, you know, so. They wear it as a badge of honor. Like, we got to keep up the legacy and we got to wear it as a badge of honor because we are like, yeah, we want people to talk about us badly. We wear that as a badge of honor that we're the crazy fans that did this and that. And that's the young cats that are like, look, this is a badge of honor. It's where like people like our dads and people before us are like, you're not fucking tough. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Dude, you're not smoking blunts in the 700 level. 
Like it's this is no. not this is the this is not the 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 same. I saw a grown I saw a grown man. I saw a grown man buy a New York Mets hard hat at the vet, and then he came down and he smashed it with his foot, beer in hand, and then tried to stab a Mets player with the broken shard of the hard hat at the vet. Dude, the guy came down. He had the, and he, he had got the, he got he promptly sent to jail. Yeah, it's he the was very just same like vet. he came down. He went thirty ounces in his hand. We were playing the Mets, and he just starts screaming. He goes, "Ah!" He's holding it up like William Wallace. He's like, "Ah!" And he starts rousing everybody up. Throws it on the ground, stomps on it, and just like gets in his Mets fan's face. And he comes after him. He picks it up and he tries to stab him with it. And that's probably the last time they sold any opposite team's gear at the stadium. Because <laughs> you don't see that. You don't see opposite team's gear at the stadium nowadays. I have like a vivid memory, dude, of going to because uh, Pop-Up, XLJ, used to have partial season tickets for the vet and for the uh, Phillies game. And Greg Maddox threw like an eight-inning, like 14-strikeout fucking performance. And I remember this dude just – kicking their shit out of a Braves fan. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like 10 years old, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what's this, Alvin? <laughs> Does this make you feel better that Greg Maddox is putting his dick in our fucking face? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're There's just... a different time. There's a different time, and it, it's, we sound so old when you say it, but it's just like this generation yeah. thinks they need to hold up that legacy, which you do to an extent. Do it the right way. There's a right way and a wrong right way. way. Heckle the yeah. fuck out of these people. Make them feel like they want to go home and shoot yeah. themselves in the face. I don't care what you call their they're... mothers. Call their mothers dirty, rotten whores. Give I them don't the double care. middle fingers like this. Put them the double bird. Don't throw shit at people, man. Just don't throw shit at people. There's no fucking. But we walk reason. a thin. But we walk a thin. Well, line you know, comedians they it's... get shit thrown at them a lot too, and you know they get heckled like that, and you know they either can take it or they can't. If they can't take it, get off the stage. You know. True. It's a true story. It's I a thin line they have to walk with the heckling, performing. though, because any type of crossing over that line is automatically picked up by national media and blown up out of proportion. True. Right back over. Camera everywhere now. Back in the day, there wasn't too. So you gotta That's think true. that too. Like, yeah, show me the right. footage of those batteries. Imagine if and you know I what? It's not just Twitter. We're around. It's not just back in the day. Like we're like, oh, there was a camera here or there. Like every single person has a camera. So as soon as something's yeah. happening, it's like phone camera. You're recording. Yeah. You're taking pictures of it. Imagine fifty thousand people. You got five angles in all angle the Twitter replies at the vet during like a, an old school Eagles Cowboys game. With that one sorry sack of shit that walked into the fucking vet wearing a, a Cowboys jersey trying to, to talk his team up. Meanwhile, you got Quincy fucking Jones or whatever the hell it's Quincy Carter. No, Quincy, not, not Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones. Quincy Jones. Quincy Carter second as your quarterback. Michael Jackson album? <laughs> it gave you and no one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. I can't go that high. Yeah. I would have loved to see footage of these guys that, like, you hear, like, the old tales of, like, guys that had, like, a pulley system, and they would literally pull up kegs from the ground, and they would haul them <laughs> all the way up to the 700 level. Like, what the fuck? 
like, 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 what type of, dude, what type of James Bond type of shit is that? Like, and how heavy, how many people are, you know, keg, a full keg is not light. Well, with the, and what kind of rope, dude, what kind of rope are you using? Construction like grade. battleship, that had to be like battleship Toast rope. Traps. And then you had to have like probably an entire section just like heave, ho, heave, <laughs> yeah, ho. I think uh, I think get you, it up. I think E was telling me that they did that one time at uh, at the vet. <laughs> they had their buddy wait outside for them to get to their seats. <laughs> they threw a rope over, or they had a rope tied it to a cooler and pulled the fucking cooler up into the vet and then their boy walked in. <laughs> Amazing. Dude, just imagine the tailgates that back there. Just fun And then roping all your tailgate equipment just right up to the 700 level. My, so my brother told me a story. Big Joe told me. Him and his buddies used to have season tickets to the Eagles at the vet and their tickets were behind the end zone. I forget how many rows back he told me that it was a Eagles Dallas, probably like '92 or something like. Or it was actually probably midnight because this is right after um, Michael Irvin got caught with the cocaine or crack or something like that. And he said that him and all his boys went there and they got Ziploc bags and they filled it up with uh, flour, so they were like <laughs> cocaine bags. And every time that they came down. They would just start throwing these bags of flour at, on the field at Michael Irvin, and, and they would chant "Crackhead" the whole time. Wow, that's that's a great story. <laughs> nice, so good. I'm they, tired. They just went on the feet. Where's Sean? Sean, get back here. We're signing off. Get over here. Get over here, Sean. Get over here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do have one of those, right? Finish him! Oh, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> no, I was about to sign. Get over here! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was loud. Oh, wait, you missed it. Wait, Sean, did you hear my story about Big Joe? Oh, God. <laughs> well, he said that him and his buddies had season tickets to the Eagles and their seats were in the end zone. And it was, they played the Dallas Cowboys at one time, and it was right after Michael Irvin got caught with the crack and cocaine. Him and all his buddies filled up Ziploc bags with flour. And every time they came down their way into the red zone, they just started throwing all the bags of flour at them and just started chanting crackhead, crackhead. <laughs> yeah, Big Big Joe just shares his uh his long his his lawn maintenance tips with me now. He doesn't share stories of his uh Oh god. Yeah. Oh no, he's he's my guru, dude. He's my lawn guru. <laughs> that man knows Man's- that man knows how to keep a lawn. I'll tell you that because I've used some of his tricks. I get best lawn in Glendora. <laughs> best lawn in Glendora. Fucking prize winner. So he's a master of all trades, huh? Doesn't what's, he do it? What's a lawn? <laughs> lawn? It's this lush green thing. It's just a whole bunch of edible shit that grows on the ground. It's amazing. My lawn's pretty nice. It's concrete. Don't have to do shit. It's great. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I weeded. Front and back. I weeded this weekend because that's fun, isn't it? Oh, fucking! They're sad. gonna weed again after this rain that's about to come. Oh, the next oh, three days. No, I got I got a bunch of container garden in my backyard, bro. Mad weeds. 
I took a I took a flathead screwdriver and I was like scraping in between like the pavers. Oh man, that's a, that's, that's knuckle that's knuckle scraping work, bro. Dude, now your hands are gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping, dude. Busted up. <laughs> I'm all types of busted. Did anyone up. else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. <laughs> this is real handmade quality shit we're talking about here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bed. It's I'm crazy. tired. I got shit to do. But it was a great conversation with you all. Um, happy Memorial Day weekend. And for anybody that is a viewer or follower that is a veteran, we thank you for your service. We here at the Quarterback Factory show are full supporters of all the men and women in our armed forces. Absolutely. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. 100%. So with that... Go Sixers. Hopefully, we will be here talking next Thursday about the Washington Wizards. Yeah. And moving on to the second round, whether that'll be the Atlanta Hawks or the Fucking New York nice. Knickerbockers. God, that always sounds so racist when I say it. Knickerbockers. Yeah, it is kind of old timey. Yeah. What yeah is I'm just going to Knicks. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you all for watching, watching listening viewing whatever uh, like us follow us subscribe like share tell your friends hide your kid hide your wife because we out here throwing popcorn on you and don't forget guys so, if uh you know you really like the show and any of your friends are philadelphia sports fans that missed the live show we are available wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube that's true correct them on that thank you and quarterback factory dot show no. dot quarterback slash Howie Roseman the blog needs to be updated which we'll probably do next year or something so yeah eventually I don't know I'm I'm a I'm kind of a piece of shit I'm a bad editor in chief we'll get we'll it right I gotta get back on we'll the get ball. it out there we all we got, got jobs baby QB factory dot show QB factory dot show damn Backslash. One of these days, I'm gonna. Slash, one of these days, I'm gonna figure slash. out TikTok and get us on there. Yeah, I, that's something I want to do as well too. I I want to, yes. And um, right, cool. check out our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan's butt is gonna be up there later. Brendan's screenshot Brendan's of that probably, ass. Brendan's biweekly yeah. haircuts will be up there. Um, <laughs> I'll be on there t- teaching you guys Risky. how to cut your lawns. And um, only only the real fans. The we're gonna get some fans, sweet, fans. we're gonna get some sweet Dawkins and Java action on there. Not together. We don't do that type of thing. Um, you got to pay extra for that, actually. Yeah. But, um, we yeah. Dan and I have seen it. It's gross. I fucking hate Kyle Kuzma. He is such a bitch. Kyle Kuzma looks like a worm. <laughs> if you could. If you could anthropomorphize, I don't think that's a word. Anthro, if he's an anthropomorphic worm, at least his hair is dark. At least his hair is dark again. That's not blonde. And he looked like the bad guy from fucking Rush Hour. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. <sighs> yeah. uh, on that note, it looks like I'll check y'all tomorrow. Never Peace, mind. love, and happiness. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Later, guys. Peace out, Boy Scouts.